Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, let's get his thoughts on it. From the Wisco Sports Show, you can check it out 5 p.m. on WKTY in La Crosse, our fine affiliate there. He is Grant Bills. Grant, what's going on, dude? Joe, I'm doing well. It's It's been a busy week, so it's been graduation week for UWL, so everybody's kind of moving. Uh, I'm moving tomorrow and, and a little bit today, so I haven't had a lot of time to prep for my show. So this is great. I'm just going to take everything we talk about and just do it again at five o'clock. And if that's not enough, I'll just play the Mike Patton press conference and, and it'll be great. So this, this is working out perfect for me. Yeah, here you go. Here's half your show. You can just yep. replay this interview and then replay Patton and there you go. Yep, that's an hour. That's all I need. There you go. D- done deal. By the way, congratulations on graduating. I know it sucks that you're not able to walk. Um, has lacrosse kind of done some alternative things to kind of compromise or is it just it is what it is? Yeah, I mean, you can only do so much. We, we had a virtual graduation, which I was a little underwhelmed by. I get that you can only do so much, but I, I thought it was a little weak. But I think graduation is more for the families than for the actual graduates. Sure. Like, I've been with my friends for years. So last Friday, my parents and my siblings were able to come down, and we had a picnic, and it was beautiful. So we, we hung out in Riverside Park. And so my family was able to come down, and, and, and that was good enough for me. So it wasn't a, a, a a conventional graduation, but it was everything I needed it to be. It was it was perfect. Uh, that's good to hear. So let me get your thoughts on this first. Uh, Mike Penton is addressing the media right now up in Green Bay. Um, are you surprised that the Packers really didn't do anything to make this defensive line better? Because we saw last season, it wasn't even just the NFC Championship game. That run defense was terrible all the way through. It was their biggest weakness on that side of the football. Um, does it bother you the Packers didn't do more there? Yeah, it does bother me. Joe, I don't hate the Jordan Love pick because I kind of understand what Brian Gudekinst was thinking. I understand his logic. By the way, fellow UW lacrosse alum, Brian Gudekinst, uh, go Eagles. I get his logic. There weren't really any wide receivers available. There were six off the board in the first round and seven in the second by the time they picked. So if they were going for a wide receiver, they're going to reach. Okay, I get that. They must think Jordan Love is a great prospect, a prospect that they're not going to have a chance to draft in the next couple of years as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing. So that they jumped at the opportunity. I understand all that. I don't understand not taking Patrick Queen. That's the one that sticks with me. Because sometimes, Joe, and maybe you've noticed this too, the last couple of years, the Packers have been able to find good defensive players. I like Kevin King. I like Jair Alexander. But sometimes they just pass up what seems like the obvious choice. They didn't want TJ Watt. He's turned out to be great. They didn't want Derwin James, who's turned out to be great. And I understand they got an extra first-round pick, but they used the the next year's first-round picks to take a pass rusher who hasn't done much, and a safety who's not as good as Derwin James. So they didn't want those two obvious great defensive players, and they didn't want Patrick Queen, who, by my estimation, would have been a great help to their run defense. So I I get why they didn't go wide receiver. Maybe I understand why they like Jordan Love. I don't understand why they didn't 
help that defensive front at all. Patrick Queen was there. That's who I thought they were taking when they traded up. And now that Montrevious Adams has been arrested, that doesn't exactly help the situation either. I, I don't get it. They must really like Kingsley Kiki. That, that's my takeaway. And I know a lot of Packer people talk highly of him. I'm going to need to see it a little bit, but they must really be banking on, on Kingsley Kiki and, and maybe Dean Lowry and T- Tyler Lancaster. I, I don't know. It's not an exactly a, a group of names that blows me away, but they must really like him. Um, Mike Patton is saying right now that he expects Rashawn Gary should take a big leap forward and we'll see more time. Um, there's also talk that he plans on playing more inside. I, that That's a pick too. And again, it's not... I'm not trying to rip on Rashawn Gary, like like ruling him as a bust already. It's just the Packers were near the top 10 when that pick happened, and you had just signed Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith for long-term deals, not just one or two years. These guys were getting four-year contracts, and then you draft another edge guy that it's going to be hard for him to fit. So I just don't know how they're going to use Rashawn Gary this year. Again, it's not I don't have an issue with the player itself. It's just the Packers' decision of picking him when they did how do you feel about Rashawn Gary? That's really tough because it's tough. To, I don't want to label him as a bust. You're exactly right. You got to give him a couple of years. But yeah. Joe, it was tough because last year I saw the Niners have a couple of players from that year's draft, a couple of rookie players that were really contributing. Right, the Titans had a few as well. The Chiefs definitely did. And then there were the Packers who took the long-term approach with Rashawn Gary, which is fine. You got to worry about the future of your team as well. But when the window gets smaller and smaller with Aaron Rodgers, you you want players who can contribute. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense since they had just drafted both of the Smiths or signed both of the Smiths. They must be planning to use Rashawn Gary on the inside. I mean, it would make sense because they didn't help that defensive line at all. And Zadarius and Preston are doing their thing on the outside. So I hope they do have plans to use Rashawn Gary on the interior to help that run defense. I mean, they must. Otherwise, that pick makes less and less sense as, as time moves on. And I don't think Brian Gutekinds is a bad drafter or a bad GM. So I got to think they have plans to really expand Gary's role. And I, and I bet they have expectations that he takes a jump in year two. He better. I mean, he was, he was near a top 10 pick. So I hope their expectations are high for him. Talking with Grand Bills from WKTY out in lacrosse, our fine affiliate there here on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, what are your thoughts, too, on A.J. Dillon and Josiah DeGara? I mean, again, this is... This seems to me that Matt Matt LaFleur definitely had a say in these two picks because, again, it fits the kind of system that he's trying to build. He wants a greater emphasis on the run game. The question is, though, Grant, I just don't know how much A.J. Dillon and Josiah DeGuerra can help this team win right now. That To me, that that's the biggest issue. And people tell me all the time, well, Joe, you know, so what if they didn't draft a a rookie-wide receiver? Who says they're going to help? Well, I can say the same thing about these two guys. I mean, I like I like the players. I like the prospects, but do, do they help them win right now? Well, firstly, I don't have much to say about the tight end. I don't really know a whole lot about him, and, and we'll see what kind of role they use him in. Maybe they put him in the backfield and, and put him in motion. I think that's what that they're. Stuff. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, so I have to wait and see with the tight end a little bit. It, as far as AJ Dillon goes, pro- Joe, probably my biggest talking point going into the Packers draft, something that I thought was was a unique take that I had, and I really tried to double down on it. I wanted the Packers to take a running back in the first or second round. I think it makes a lot of sense because Matt LaFleur has shown in the last year that his strength, what he's best at, is using running backs in the passing game. So if that's what you're good at, build on a strength. Don't focus on wide receivers. You have Devontae Adams and and some guys you can make it work. Double down on what makes you great. And I think the drafting of A.J. Dillon is very similar to the drafting of Randall Cobb in 2011 
where Ted Thompson and McCarthy at the time said, look, we're really great at wide receiver. We're really good at finding ways to use wide receivers. Let's get another one, and let's really double down on that strength. I feel the same way about A.J. Dillon. Plus, I think Aaron Jones is better with a, with a bruiser-type back, very similar to Alvin Kamara. When Mark Ingram left New Orleans, Alvin Kamara was not as good, and I think they want to make sure they have a deep stable of running backs to run Matt LaFleur's offense. That way they can use Aaron Jones only the way they want to use him. They don't need to, to wear him down with, with bell cow duties, you know, running between the tackles any more than they want to. No, I, I love the A.J. Dillon pick. I know it's not a flashy wide receiver or help on the, on the defensive line. I was hoping they'd also address those two needs and get a running back. But, but I was ecstatic when I saw they took running back. I think it makes a lot of sense. Going to talk with Grant Bills from WKTY in Lacrosse here on the Bill Michaels Show. Okay, so I gave you a homework assignment a couple days ago. I wanted your top five worst contracts in Wisconsin sports history. So what do you got for me? So I have four that I feel really strongly about. I couldn't pick five. I, I didn't know who to – I was trying to pick between Toledovich and Henson. The Packers got a few with Graham and Nick Perry, and then the Brewers, of course, Supon. Eric Gagne was the name I considered. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't pick number five. So I, so I have uh, one through four, and I, a couple of, of them are similar to the ones you mentioned, so I won't be repetitive. Number four for me was Martellus Bennett, okay. which really wasn't all of Ted Thompson's fault. If Rodgers stays healthy and that season continues successfully, Martellus Bennett, who knows? He could have been a great Packers tight end, and we could remember him very differently. Now, he had some character issues, and, and obviously I don't remember him fondly, but that was a product of the situation. So that was my number four. Number three, and I know this isn't a player. I was trying to get creative. Gary Anderson. This <laughs> is a bad signing for Wisconsin. And I heard it. he got a mention earlier, which cracked me up. Gary Anderson is the Matt Flynn of college football coaches. He was great in Utah and couldn't make it work anywhere else. This is his career history. Ready? Utah to Southern Utah, back to Utah, then the head coach at Utah State, (laughs) then at Wisconsin where he left after a year, Oregon State where they bought him out for $12 because they wanted to get rid of him, and then back to Utah as an assistant, and then became the head coach at Utah State where he replaced the coach that replaced him. (laughs) He was great in the setting where he could succeed in Utah, much like Matt Flynn was great in Green Bay, but anywhere else, it just didn't go well. Now, Wisconsin made up for that hire by hiring what I consider to be the second-best coach in our state right now behind Craig Council, Paul Christ, who is great and I think criminally underrated in the, the landscape of college football. You already said that today. Yeah. So that was my number three. Number two is Delhi. Uh, four years, $38 million. I don't need to get into the numbers. You hit the numbers. But, Joe, and, and i got to push back on what you said a little bit earlier. Sure. Everyone knew this signing was a terrible idea. Like, maybe you were the only one who had a little bit of, a, of hope, of optimism. I remember this signing happening, and the entire NBA world, all of my friends, everybody I knew just rolling their eyes. They're like, of, co- of course the Bucks are going to sign Delhi. Like, nobody I knew thought that was a good idea. And, of course, it didn't. I mean, he'd never averaged more than 10 points in a game. So I, I, that signing never made sense to me. That was my number two. And then number one was Matt Garza. I think the Supon contract might have actually been worse, but the, the lasting effect that Garza has left. So it was five years, $67 million, including bonuses and incentives and stuff like that. But it was the aftermath of Matt Garza that made this signing so impactful. This is the worst signing for a lot of reasons. Anytime the Brewers consider signing a veteran pitcher or it's rumored they're looking at a veteran, what does everyone say? Well, as long as it's not another Matt Garza, right? It's stuck in our minds for this long. (laughs) And the Brewers don't sign veteran pitchers, right? They didn't want Sonny Gray, didn't want Dallas Keuchel, Jake Arrieta. You can throw uh, Craig Kimbrell into that group as well. Now, I don't know if that's directly related to Matt Garza, 
but it sticks in our minds. I'm sure it sticks in the Brewers' front office's mind as well. And they don't sign deals longer than one year because that's really when the Garza contract went south. Is a couple of years in when he no longer matched the rebuild and he became a toxic figure. So I, I think the Brewers have operated the last couple of years keeping Matt Garza in mind, and that's why I had uh, Matt Garza, the starting pitcher. Uh, that's my worst contract. And it's a little bit of recency bias. Don't get me wrong, but I had Matt Garza at number one. Well, that is quite a list, Grant, and well done. I'm still disappointed you couldn't get me a number five, but I will take your number four. That works. You get an A. Well done. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he's Grant Bills from WKTY in Lacrosse. He's host of the Wisco Sports Show. You can catch him weeknights at 5 o'clock on WKTY out there. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter as well at KeystrokerGrant. Grant, you have a good weekend, my friend, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Joe. Real quick, and I know I'm, I'm probably taking up too much time. I want to give a shout-out to my dad, who uh, had his last cancer treatment this morning. He's a big fan of your show, you and Bill. Dad, I love you. We're proud of you. I'm a sports fan because of you, and I, and I can't wait to see you soon. But, Joe, thanks again. Let's talk soon. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely, Grant, man. We'll talk to you later, okay? Yep, talk soon, Joe. All right, there he is, Grant Bills from WKTY out in Lacrosse, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. They work hard, you work hard, they treat you fair. Uh, for 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.